Did you know that 94% of workers report feeling stress at work? And 63% of U.S. workers report they're ready to quit their job to avoid work-related stress. And around 33% of people report feeling extreme stress. So today, I want to help you get to the real cause of stress in your organization so you can increase your productivity and team performance and morale, you know, just to enjoy your work more and help other people do the same. The real cause of stress may not be what you think. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Last month, I ended up having to go to the ER and was eventually diagnosed with some form of acute bronchitis. I was having severe coughing attacks out of the blue. Sometimes I'd just be sitting, not doing anything, no activity, nothing strenuous, and then boom, the coughing attack would start. And it terrified me and anyone else who happened to be around me. I couldn't breathe. The worst occurred just after I recorded my episode with Shagan Ottolana. If you happen to hear that one, it was episode 149 called Do More Faster. Just after that, I had to go faster <laughs> rushing to the hospital. So that brought new meaning to do more faster as I was rushing to the hospital. And when I got there, I noticed the poster on the wall that had the pain scale, you know, the different faces, the cartoon faces that help you describe how serious your pain is. There are six different cartoon faces to choose from, ranging from the one on the left, which is a happy smiling face indicating no pain. And it goes all the way to the one on the right. That's a very sad, uh, excruciatingly, you know, painful looking face. Uh, indicating extremely severe. I've posted a picture of that scale on LinkedIn, which you've probably seen in uh, pediatric offices as well. We had to get through a lot of different tests for the doctor to diagnose what the problem was with me. It was a thorough assessment, including a chest x-ray, a CAT scan. I was there all day, had to figure out what's creating such a problem with my system. And thankfully, I'm much better now. And in the same way, you can look at your team or your department or organization as a system, like your body, that's experiencing pain or stress. So if I were to ask you what the level of stress is for you or your organization, you know, what is it that you're experiencing right now? What would it be? Which cartoon face would you pick? Would it be the smiling face or the one in severe pain or somewhere in the middle, maybe a more neutral face? According to the World Health Organization, stress can be defined as a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult situation. Stress is a, is a natural human response that prompts us to address challenges and threats in our lives. And a lot of that has to do with our perception of what's going on. Everyone experiences stress to some degree, and we all experience stress a little differently. So today's episode won't focus as much on individual stress as much as organizational stress, 
which is a reflection of, you know, the, the collective individual stress of, of the people in your organization. So you may be thinking, okay, duh, I can see this. <laughs> it's, it's easy to see that everyone's stressed. And you may think that's just part of the nature of the work that we do, or the environment that we're, that we're in right now, or the conditions that we're facing. But it's not always that simple or obvious. And you may be doing your team or organization more harm than good by minimizing or dismissing the stress or making assumptions about what you think that it is. You know, like when people say, oh, it's, you know, it's just tax season now, or we always go through this when we have a big deadline, things like that. The good news is as a leader, you don't have to be a psychologist or a mental health professional to determine what the source is or what is creating the stress. But you can become more familiar with potential sources or stressors and take action to help reduce the stress where possible. You know, one of my colleagues reminded me about the biosphere in Tucson, Arizona, an area where all the trees died because they weren't getting enough wind, not enough stress. So the stress makes the trees stronger and the roots go deeper. In the same way, it can help us. Healthy stress can make us stronger too if we let it. I'm guessing some of you would say, well, I've got tornadic conditions in my work environment right now, or maybe, you know, the conditions are creating too much disruption or even total destruction. Um, So in many cases, we can feel unhealthy stress. So I wanted to address that and offer some insights to help you today. Here are a few sources of stress for you to consider. And I'll share a way for you to get to the real cause of your organizational stress if you're interested. It's a simple diagnostic tool. But first, I wanted to cover kind of the seven key areas to to pay attention to when it comes to identifying different kinds of stress. One is demand stress. And that's when there are poorly designed jobs or their excessive demands or poor job fit. So you might think about that person that you hired because you really liked them and found them to be a great in the interview. But after a few months on the job, it's clear that they're really just not cut out for the role that they need to be in. The second one is the efforts reward balance stress. So that's when you've got high output and effort met with minimal reward. So people are really working hard, but they're just not getting much in return for it. A third one is control stress, where you've got high responsibility paired with low authority and lack of control. So you feel like you have to do a lot, but you don't have a lot of control over how you can go about getting it done. You're constantly at the mercy of other people to make decisions or call the shots. A fourth one is organization change stress. And that has to do with restructuring, poorly communicated policies and leadership changes. Organization change stress can be a huge factor for many people, especially with the speed of change in today's world. Number five is manager or supervisor stress. And this is when there's enormous pressure or challenge from your manager or supervisor. So you really feel that kind of top-down pressure that's creating that stress. Hopefully that's not you. Number six is the social support stress where there's lack of support among peers uh, and perhaps there's even competitiveness. So people just don't feel like they're in an environment where they're supported socially. Finding social support can be even tougher at the top. So it's one of the reasons I really love uh, leading executive peer groups, uh, CEO peer groups. It can make such a difference for people at the top. 
And then finally, the last one is job security stress, where people are afraid that they'll lose their job, or their job status is threatened in some way. Uh, I hear too many clients talking about how their people are afraid they're going to lose their job just by getting a little negative feedback or when something goes wrong. And that's so unfortunate when people feel that level of fear and stress. So those are the seven types. Just a quick recap. Number one is demand stress. Number two is efforts reward balance stress. Number three is control stress. Number four, organization change stress. Number five, manager or supervisor stress. Number six, social support stress. And number seven, job security stress. So, um, you know, there, that's a lot to take in. And there are some signs that I'm sure you're probably seeing on a daily basis. You know, stress manifests itself in so many different ways. It can take a physical toll on some people. Uh, for others, it can cause, you know, even memory loss or distraction. So there are four main signs to be attuned to. The first are physical signs where you might see or experience yourself, you know, low energy aches and pains frequent illness or getting sick more than usual. Uh, the second sign of stress is emotional, um, an emotional sign where you're feeling irritable or feeling overwhelmed or moody. Um, a third area is cognition when there's an inability to concentrate or you might have memory problems or just poor judgment. Sometimes people just cannot process normally when they're under such stress. And then the fourth one are behavioral signs where there you might have a problem eating or sleeping, or there's more procrastination or nervous habits. So those are, are, are some things to pay attention to. So why even assess what, what the stress is in your organization? Again, you might think it's obvious as you look around your office, though, you may see people who look like they're being productive, and you think everything's okay, but you know, looks can be deceiving. Your workplace could actually be some kind of breeding ground for stress that's, you know, slowly deteriorating the collective morale and the individual spirit of, you know, some of your most valuable people. So it is important to to put this on your radar and try to get to the the heart of what's going on. You know, sometimes stress can be escalating and spreading rapidly under the radar, even in front of the most empathic leaders. And as you know, as I talk about a lot in other episodes, the higher your level in an organization, CEO, president, executive director, the more difficult it can become to get a real picture of what's happening in your organization. You know, people are less likely to reveal the truth. They want to create the impression that that they're okay, <laughs> that, you know, nothing's wrong, everything's fine. So at a minimum, I suggest you tune your radar to some of the signs that I mentioned in this episode and learn how to talk about stress in a way that can help put people at more ease. Remember that people are stressed because of their own perception about things or other people or situations, as opposed to, you know, the the thing itself, the object itself. So you can help influence perception if needed. And remember, they're also watching how you deal with stress. Are you overreactive, getting angry or explosive, or trying to mask stress in some way? Maybe you're drinking more, or you're staying more to yourself, being more isolated, coming in late to work, avoiding people? Or are you dealing with it more constructively, you know, talking through some issues in a mature and healthy way? 
So much frustration can build within the organization when people sense that the boss isn't even aware of what people are feeling, or even worse, if the leader acknowledges that there's this unhealthy stress, but they're not really doing anything to help it in the best way. Instead, they're off to the beach house or the golf course and kind of, you know, assuming that it will all just be brushed under the rug. So be careful about attempting approaches that can backfire. For example, some teams you know, might say, we need to just uh, plan a retreat or a getaway or escape. But that can actually make things worse if the real issues aren't being addressed. People jump back into the same environment, same habits, the same situation occurs. In some cases, the retreat itself can even create more stress for some people. So If you happen to want a little more help, just get in touch with me about uh, the tool that I mentioned. It's called the Stress Quotient. It's an assessment that we offer, a revolutionary diagnostic tool that explores different kinds of stress like the ones that we covered today. Employees can easily take a survey anonymously so you can see what area or areas of stress are most severe and potentially damaging at this time. You'll be able to address the issues more effectively when you have a better sense of what they truly are. Um, you know, what those sources are that are creating the highest levels of stress. And there are ways you know, to measure an individual level of, of stress too, if you're interested or in yourself. But this episode is more about organizational stress. So I thought I'd focus on that today. But if you have any questions or need more information, just let me know. And if you're not experiencing the high levels of stress that I've talked about in today's episode, that's great. I hope you keep it up but you may know someone else who's struggling. So I encourage you to share this episode with them. It just might be of some help. In the meantime, I hope you have a great rest of the week, reducing your own level of stress if you need to while doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.